is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give you there. They're completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. There's some pretty awful news out of uh, our very own New Hampshire with a friend of the show and sometimes co-host uh, Ademo Freeman from CopBlock.org. He's the founder of CopBlock. I guess one of the founders, one of the original uh, idea men and the, one of the biggest, most prolific posters over at CopBlock. Uh, Ademo Freeman has been charged with, I believe, three felony counts. Yes, indicted of uh, so-called wiretapping. And this is in reference to, and the details are over at freekeen.com. There was actually, he found out about this because the union leader, which is one of the bigger newspapers in the, the state, did a story, a front page story about this today. So he found out from the front page of the union leader. He didn't get a, any kind of, uh, you know, like court date information. The government hasn't let him know. Right. Right. He's charging him with three felonies. Felonies. Just, yeah, just as well. Uh, one of the individuals in the story that the union lead talks about that, that's related to why Ademo is charged with this, uh, one of the gentlemen that uh, he covered for Cop Block was also targeted in a story on the back page about how he was in a fight with another person and whatnot, and there was you know something that has to do with uh, he's related to this, and now he's found uh, to to have a fight and he has a felony charge he's facing for that that mm. he says is all bogus so it's it's just uh it's very interesting to note how the union leader is is so uh statist in as far as they got this story right away before anybody else really knew for one and then of course they back up the the negativity on this story with another story relating to it about another, a different individual. It's, it's well, very interesting. Well, what started all this is, uh, you mentioned this other character. This is a young man, I guess uh, 17, maybe 18 years old, uh, 17, Mike Prue, or P-R-O-U-L-X. I think that's Prue. Anyway, Mike Prue was uh, in a situation in a cafeteria, and I guess he had allegedly taken someone something or other, and he wouldn't give it back, and was had, told to give it back. He had taken his sister's purse. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And was told to give it back. Uh, claims the police claimed he did not give it back, and so therefore the police were then justified in slamming him against a table, face down, uh, basically slamming his face into one of the lunchroom tables in order to, you know, well, if whip you, him into shape. Yeah, if you watch the video, he the, the purse is taken away from his possession and returned to his sister, and then the officer starts to walk away. At which point he, the officer, something uh, says something to him. And he says something back to the officers. The officer then turns around in the video, comes back to him. They exchange words a little bit, a short second longer before the officer literally just just picks up him and spins him around and slams him onto the table behind the officer. So his charge isn't stealing a sister's purse. It's contempt of cop. Yes, exactly. I see. In fact, I'd seen the video, but I didn't remember that detail. I didn't realize the purse had already been given yes. back prior it's, to the slamming. Yep. So, uh, so this is you know it's outrageous footage, and that uh, by the way, Pete Ayer is now blogging over at freekeen.com from uh, also one of the cop block guys, uh, and he posted all of this there, so you can see the original video on his post. Uh, if you go to freekeen.com, just scroll down a little bit, it's right there. 
And it's just outrageous. I mean, it actually made uh, some level of national attention when it came out. It was all over the news. I actually saw it when I was in jail. I saw the footage because they played the, the footage from Cop Block on the you know the local news uh, where where I was being held, and so this made some pretty big waves. And I guess you know the the state was caught with its pants down. They were caught red-handed. They hate you know, that beating, uh, basically beating a high school student for no reason. Right. And uh, and so now they've decided to indict a demo with three felony counts, facing five to seven years per count. He's looking at twenty years in prison. Now, what did he do allegedly? Well, he apparently called the uh, some bureaucrats. He called up the uh, students, excuse me, the the principal of the school and a couple of other bureaucrats and asked them for comment. Essentially, uh, I guess he called the police captain, the school principal, and the school secretary, and was just simply asking them for comment for a report that he was doing on the incident. And uh, he cut the audio out. It says here in the union leader story that he cut the audio out from the interviews because obviously you don't, you don't want to play the whole interview. It's, it can be kind of dull. But where he cut the beginning out where he informed them he was calling them to get their comments. So I don't know if he actually told them whether or not he was recording. They're saying that he didn't tell them that. And, of course, the way, most, uh, the way a lot of the wiretapping statutes are written across the state is they were originally written for you know, phone conversations. They've been taken out of context ever since then and used to enforce on people that are using video cameras in public and things like that. And that's where the uh, – what was the decision? The Glick decision out of uh, Massachusetts. The, was it a federal court that did that? That was a federal court, right? The federal appeals? Yeah, that was the second uh, – was it – Second Circuit Court of Appeals? I court think of Appeals. It was one of the Courts of Appeals, I think. And that Glick decision, you guys talked about it quite a bit. I think you had an attorney on to discuss it. It, it essentially, you know, it iterated the fact that you, as a supposedly free human being, and, and the fact that now that anybody can be a member of the press, because press materials and media, media devices are so affordable, that as long as you're recording a public government bureaucrat in performance of their government duties, that you know they can't tell you not to record that you have a right to record them however uh that's if they don't have an expectation of privacy right and i guess the idea is that if they're public bureaucrats and they have the expectation of privacy or they don't have the expectation of privacy but i don't know if that overrides i mean i'm no legal expert but i don't know if that glick opinion overrides the actual statute's intention of protecting people over the phone because it's not like you're standing in front of someone with a video camera in the case of being on the phone. Right. So they're going to have a the state's going to have a real strong case, I think, in this. Because uh, this, this is matter. really what the law is. But the question, I, I, the question I would have here um, is, what what does the federal government believe regarding the recording of bureaucrats? Because um, that that ruling came down from a federal court, mm-hmm. and I don't know that the federal government has a – I don't believe it has a rule on wiretapping in that way, in the same way that know. many states, states do. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the states have the, the – uh, many – a few states have the uh, what the two person rule, the two party rule, or whatever the, what it is, where all, both parties have to be aware. Or all parties or, or something like that have to be aware, and that's and one of those is New Hampshire, and um, so therefore, is this a sovereignty situation where New Hampshire can say um, that its uh, bureaucrats are being mistreated, mm. or um, is this a federal? Uh, does federal um, do right. federal courts now, have of sovereignty? It's worth situation? pointing out that they record our calls in some instances. Like if you call the police departments, in some cases you'll hear a beep like once every minute or so mm-hmm. beep. 
little beep comes on the line. They don't actually tell you at any point you're being recorded, but that's what that sound means. Because I've asked them before, is it true that you're recording this this call? And they they had to admit that they were. So, you know, does that? I'm sure the statute. I haven't read the statute, but I imagine the statute exempts the bureaucrats sure. themselves. So, like, of well, yeah, we can record you people without your consent or knowledge, but you can't well, do the same thing duh. to us. Well, and they were they, all the people he called were working at the time at their place of work. That's true, doing their prescribed uh, stately business. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the course of their duties. And I agree with you to record them on the job on the record. Exactly. I, I think that uh, not you only know, that, but I think they were all aware that he was calling from cop block. And that yep. they were all aware the video came from Cop Block, and he was calling for a comment, is what he said. Right, and he, and, he told them that. And I think they can they can put the two and two together to realize that Cop Block is is a media organization that is publishing this. So clearly, they're going to want my side of the story. I'm going to give him a comment. Blah blah blah. But basically, he's looking at 20 years in prison for not saying I'm recording this call, and that's pretty much what they're doing to him. And that's the the perverse manner in which government can twist and contort the laws meant to restrict government in order to harm individual citizens or people, whatever. So I have a question for you on this, Ian. Yeah. Is a demo getting a lawyer? I haven't the slightest clue. 855-453. I know he's got a lawyer in the case where he was arrested after asking a judge a few questions. So maybe that same guy will help him with this. I don't know. 1-855-450-3733. He'll be uh, hopefully calling in later tonight. We'll get to ask him those questions uh, directly. 855-453. He's not in hiding at the moment uh, because there's no warrant out for his arrest. So even though he's been indicted on three felony counts, he's just going to have to show up in an arraignment uh, next this month. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733, and we invite you online over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have there completely free. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include archives that go all the way back to late 2006, so just go click and download and grab as many episodes of Free Talk Live as you would like all over at freetalklive.com. Now, I've heard a rumor that tonight is the final night for uh, – that is December 1st. That's when we're doing this show. It's the final night for you to get registered with the early bird discount at the Free State Project Liberty Forum. I have heard that too. And the sad thing is is that uh, many many people listen to the show recorded on the podcast. And uh, Well, we told them it was coming. They, I mean, we, they, they've screwed around to the point that they we, probably won't. We warned them several this, yeah. times. So, I mean, you knew that it was coming. You knew that uh, it would happen at some point. 
we'd explain that once they announce more of the speakers, like the the final, uh, I guess they call them keynote speeches, like the big speakers. Uh, once they finally uh, have announced the other keynote speaker, that that will will basically be the end of the early bird discount. So if you still want to get in on the Liberty Forum, I yes. believe it's still. If you're available. listening live and you want the early bird discount, yeah. go now and register. And to, by now, I mean right now. To freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. The Liberty Forum, it's the place to go. It's going to be the wintertime, February 23rd through the 26th. If you love liberty, you want to be free in your lifetime, you want to get together with other people that think like you do, that understand that in order to live free, you have to allow others to be free as well. If you're that kind of person, if you're like we are, mm-hmm. then you want to be at the Liberty Forum. You don't want to miss this event. Uh, free Talk Live will be there. We'll be broadcasting live from the event, and we'll look forward to seeing all kinds of great folks, because there are hundreds of liberty-minded people that will come to this event. It's it's a blast. It's a hotel convention. There's all kinds of great speakers. The latest announcement, Peter Schiff, who oh, is wow. a, a fairly big name yep. within the uh, the liberty movement. Ran for senator. In, That's uh, right. Was it Connecticut? senator? Yes. Was it representative? No, he was ran for senator. Okay. And uh, I guess he's like a big monetary advisor kind of guy. He runs. He's Euro advertised Pac. on the show in the past, and you know he's essentially the Euro Pack advisors or uh, something. Yes, like Euro, Euro Pacific. Euro Pack and uh, Euro, yeah, Pacific. Euro Pacific is the name of it. Euro Pack is the the sort of shortened version, and he has a couple uh, different sort of subgroups. So he's going to be there. Actually, he'll be speaking, as I understand it, on Friday night as the keynote speaker, and also on Friday day. I guess he's going to have like a seminar of some sort. So you'll be able to you know get investment strategies and things like that from. Uh, from Peter Schiff, who will be there. And, uh, of course, there's all kinds of other great folks. Uh, John Lott will be there. More Guns, Less Crime. He wrote that book. Michael Cloud, who was uh, basically a campaign manager for the Harry Brown uh, campaign in the year 2000, he'll be there. He's with the Center for Small Government now. Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center. Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture. And many other folks that I'm not familiar with, but I'll become familiar as we go to the Liberty Forum coming up here in February. So once are you, again, Are you aware of what the discount is? For this, um, the it, early bird discount. I, I thought it was ten percent. Well, I don't know what the. If the question is what will the prices be after the early bird discount goes away, I don't know the answer okay. to that. I know that right now it's uh, it's under two hundred, just under two hundred dollars for the entire weekend. And if you use our discount code FTL twenty twelve, you'll save ten percent on that early bird discount price. So you get a discounted discount price if you go tonight to Liberty for uh, to. Uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. But even if the price goes up, even if you're too late, even if they, you know, get, you know, they get rid of the early bird prices and it goes up to the regular price, whatever that ends up being, I don't know if it's like 250 or whatever, I don't know what's going to be. Your discount code will still work. So FTL 2012 will still save you that 10%. Yep. So on whatever the price ends up being at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, you can use our discount code and save yourself again 10%. At uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. I think that covers it. So looking forward to seeing you there. We'll, uh, of course, take your phone calls about absolutely anything. And hopefully our friend Adamo will be in attendance. I mean, I, f- I fully expect if he's not in prison that uh, that he'll be there. And, of course, the, the gears of justice turn pretty slowly. So who knows how long this uh, felony trial thing will take. But I'm disheartened, of course, by the idea that the, the grand jury, which is a group of 23, I believe, 23 men and women, uh, from you know whatever given area has looked at this and has said, yeah, that looks like wiretapping. Let's what bring else, this guy up on charges. What else would they say though? I mean, when it comes, they say leave this man alone. He recorded some government bureaucrats on the phone, and these government bureaucrats should be completely accountable in every single thing that they do. A grand rejected, jury, no a gr- bill. A grand jury's uh, obligation is to the enforce state. the law. I mean, they are a arm of the state. The state has a law, but they should says, be able to have a conscience. 
they should. I'm like, fine. I'm for you on that, but yeah. it wouldn't matter if one person on that grand jury. You're talking about the grand jury is that's true. A group, you need and it is a not majority. a group. It is 23 individuals, and right. if tw- one of them had enough of a conscience to uh, do the, to to say no, it still wouldn't matter. You're right about this that. With the a grand jury, you need to have a majority result. Correct. You need to have a majority, at least here in New Hampshire. I don't know about the rest of the country. You need to have a majority of the grand jury in order to be able to reject something. So one or two or three people with a conscience on the grand jury isn't going to be enough. Right. So it's it's pretty tough to, to change things there. Plus, they're being completely inculcated by whoever the prosecutor is. Yep. I mean, they are being told, you must do as we say. That's what their their instructions are. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. And it's and they're pretty much in the government's maw, if you will. They're they're in the, they're the court in their system. Building. Yeah, in their building on their turf. The bailiffs are around them. The guns and badges. It's very apparent that, to anybody that's that sits in that sort of condition that. Who's in charge? Absolutely. Right. This is all about the the um, the Milgram experiments. I mean, in the Milgram experiments, they took people into a situation, uh, had a guy with a lab coat on tell them uh, to essentially administer educational shocks to the point that they killed someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, when this, someone got a matching game wrong, yeah, that's what they were doing, right? Uh, and that they did this. Uh, they did this with multiple people. Sixty-six percent of people, and that's enough for the grand jury to indict. Sixty-six yeah. percent of people would continue to shock someone until dead until they didn't make any noise uh just because a guy with a uh, lab coat stood behind them and said the experiment must continue yep. please go on or something like that yep. um you know just be you, once when a human is taken out of their normal environment where they're where they're where they are not king out of their home out of their castle and told to do something by an authority figure both of those things working together they're they're not very uh, you know, morals tend to fly out the window. Right. You just basically want to go along to get along because you're in a situation that is clearly uncomfortable. When you're, when you're, especially, just imagine yourself in a gray room, and hard, hard, cold surfaces, and some guy telling you exactly what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, well, he doesn't finish the sentence, of course. I mean, they, right. they, they don't exactly show you the gun. They don't have to. No. You know it's there. Right. And on top of that, you're also dealing – I'm glad you brought up Milgram because uh, it's really relevant here. You've also got people who – you're talking about grand jurors are likely going to be older adults because younger people aren't registered to vote as often. In a lot of places, you get juries pulled from voter registration and driver's licenses. So you t- tend to see an older skew to uh, people that end up being called to uh, to any jury. And uh, these are people who their whole lives have been inculcated with obedience to authority. I mean, whether it's in the government schools or in their own households, they've been inculcated into this. In fact, I actually had a a piece here from WashingtonPost.com, this harpy. Emma Sullivan is writing – excuse me, not Emma Sullivan. She's not the harpy. Ruth Marcus. Emma Sullivan's the heroic uh, young lady we talked about. I think you weren't here, Mark. It was Monday where a young girl in high school tweeted something about the governor in her state. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very nice what she tweeted. And she was told she better write a letter of apology to the by Monday to, uh, to the governor because they were offended by what she tweeted. And she refused to write that letter. So I want to give you what this opinion article writer has to say about it and how it ties into authority in a moment. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. Your comments on the idea of authority, because that's really all it is. It's just an idea. It doesn't actually exist. It's one of the things that... Uh, they often have really cool hats. <laughs> well, and you should be aware that if you disrespect it, you could be facing 20 years. Right. Depending uh, on how, what you do. Larkin, our friend uh, Damo, is facing 20 years in uh, prison right now for hitting a record button uh, on a telephone conversation on a few of them, allegedly. But uh, Larkin Rose has an excellent book out there that really just tears up the idea of authority. It's called The, the Most Dangerous excuse me, the most dangerous Superstition, and I read it while I was in jail. I highly recommend it. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. If you're looking for a Christmas gift this holiday season for, you know, a family member that needs a rifle, wants a rifle, the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's the rifle to have to have if you can only, the, excuse me, the one rifle to have if you can have only one. It's, uh, you can see it at Ruger.com. Get it to your local gun dealer. Again, it's Ruger.com. So what uh, Larkin Rose says in his book, essentially, is that uh, the idea of authority is the most dangerous superstition. And then he goes into detail as to why it's so dangerous and, and how it's really poisoning you know, freedom. And I think he really makes a compelling argument for it. And if people didn't believe in authority, then we probably wouldn't have the government that we currently have today because they wouldn't accept this crap. Uh, we were talking about our friend Adamo, who's looking at 20 years in prison for recording, allegedly recording some phone conversations without the consent or knowledge of the uh, the other participants, and talking about how the grand jury that indicted him was likely, you know, intimidated by the system or just so inculcated by the system that they didn't even feel intimidated. They just felt like it was their duty uh, to do exactly as they were told and indict absolutely everyone that they were handed by the prosecutor. Right, and I think most uh, individuals. It's not even the the intimidation that's working. It's it's imagine you know your first days in school and you're you're standing up for the pledge of allegiance and uh, all this mythology is told to you about how your the the police and the firemen and the soldiers are serving our country. They're serving our country and doing all this good stuff. So so this warm feeling develops about whenever you do something for the state. This nationalistic mm. glory sort of feeling erupts within you and the idea like when is, people pray or whatever with or, their religion or when people like oh i just they go up to the police officer or feel like like giving information to help out some police oh i felt really good about telling that officer the information he wanted to know without a disregard for whether or not the officer is actually pursuing a, a crime that involves a victim they just feel good that they helped out their their uh, right. heroes, the local heroes, are, are ask not what the, your country could do for you. Ask what you could do for your country. That's right, right. And so you've got this long running uh, inculcation of this idea of authority and respect for it, and reverence for it, and worship for it. And uh, it's a long process. I mean, it's been going on for generations. So you have the people at the, that are running the government schools that are inculcating young people. You've got parents that have been inculcated in their past that are passing that, that inculcation on to their kids. The people in, in culture, you know, popular culture, in the news media, they've all been brought in and indoctrinated. And so the messages come from all sides. And here's yet another one from WashingtonPost.com where uh, a named Ruth Marcus is writing about Emma Sullivan, the young lady What'd who— you call- what would you call her? A Herodin. Herodin. That's Herodin? the first time I think I've ever heard that one. It's a great word. A scolding vicious woman hag shrew. Shrew. <laughs> uh, so this, this 
woman, this Ruth Marcus, she's just horrible. And I'm going to give you an excerpt here, and then I'll get into her full piece. Excerpt. The parental role is to inculcate values of respect for authority, even those you disagree with. (laughs) Right. You know, it's funny. Right, right in school, they used to have the uh, the 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 question authority Einstein picture right in my English class. What a joke! As if. And I remember this teacher uh, writing a little note to me in this class, uh, writing a little note to me saying, you have a problem with authority. <laughs> and then me pointing to her sign of <laughs> Einstein. Did know, she take it down? Question. No, I, oh, okay. I don't recall her having done that. She, Hypocrite. Well, at that point, I think she probably felt pretty, pretty, pretty chastened in that instance. All right. So, uh, by the way, I'm getting some good news about the uh, Liberty Forum. We'll give you that here in a little bit, an update about the uh, the, the ex- maybe a potential extension. You might get lucky if you sign up uh, for the Free State Project's Liberty Forum here, even if it's after tonight, for maybe an extra couple days. We'll give you the details in a bit uh, as I receive them. But first, from uh, Ruth Marcus at WashingtonPost.com. So she's talking about Emma Sullivan. She's a teenager. She tweeted. Somehow the governor's office got word of this teenager's tweet, and they got all up in a tiss about it and uh, she was told that you will return after this weekend and on Monday you will deliver a letter of apology to your teacher and that will be given to the governor and then that would make everything okay again and she came out over the weekend and said uh no <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna apologize I didn't do anything wrong so so I don't I didn't read this uh, what her her tweet was I don't know what it, I think it said something like he sucks or something like that you know oh, something very teenage something that didn't uh, really address the issue particularly well yeah so so here's what Ruth Marcus has to say about this Emma Sullivan you're lucky you're not my daughter if you were my daughter you'd be writing that letter apologizing to Kansas Governor Sam Brown back for the smart alecky potty mouth tweet you wrote after meeting with him on a school field trip. Also, that smartphone, the one you posed with proudly displaying the tweet in which you announced that Brownback sucked and the, added the lovely hashtag, ta- uh, tag he blows a lot, <laughs> turned off until you learned it, learned, turned off until you learned to use it responsibly. She's saying that's what she would tell that her it was daughter. Ir- to irresponsible do. use. I may sound alarmingly crotchety here, but something is upside down in the modern world, which has transformed Sullivan into an unlikely internet celebrity and heroine of the liberal blogosphere. To recap, Sullivan, an 18-year-old senior at Shawnee Mission East High School, was on a school-sponsored Kansas youth and government trip to Topeka when she heard the conservative Republican governor speak. Sullivan did not actually give Brownback a piece of her mind, as she claimed, but she let her feelings be known via Twitter. So she didn't tell him anything to his face. She just tweeted did something. Did she claim? Well, she did say just made mean comments at Governor Brownback and told him he sucked in person. The claim is that's not true, okay. I guess. Well, I'm sure she, like, you know, it, it, if she was speaking, that she probably wasn't speaking directly to her, and she probably muttered with her friends. Maybe. I mean, was she there in person? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's. I, 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 I think that she wasn't uh, rigorous in her language, but coming from a young lady who's, uh, you know, um, biggest insult of him, uh, you know, her, her best argument against his case was he sucks, you know. Eh. But just look at how the reaction here. I mean, some some teenage girl tweets on, you know, her personal tweet. She 
the uh, the article writer here points out that she's also tweeted about Twilight and Justin Bieber. I mean, so amongst these tweets that a teenage girl will tweet, she tweets something about the governor of Kansas, and there's this huge explosion wasn't, of controversy. Wasn't Sam Brownback a presidential candidate in 2007-8? The name sounds familiar, it but does. honestly, I don't know. Well, anyway, the idea, of course, is the, uh, the, the patriarchal, hierarchical uh, control pyramid, if you will, that the teacher is, of course, at the very bottom, and above her, of course, is the principal and then the school district, and eventually, though, the governor. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. teacher is like the foot soldier. She's running. Yeah, she's, she's running a foot, protection. Yeah, she's a foot soldier for the governor, basically, and that... You know, the teacher wants the, the same authority and the same respect for authority that the governor wants, that everyone else who's a bureaucrat wants. Well, right, because if you don't respect the governor, then by proxy you're not respecting well, her and their system, right? I think some of them take the job just to get that sort of respect for authority, that, that, that little bit of cred that they don't have elsewhere in life. Right, they well, can't everybody get... wants what they want to be respected and done, right? Like, I want everybody to, uh, to do what I say. Right. However, I'm not in a, a, a position of supposed authority. So the people that would get into the position of authority certainly are going to use that uh, that that idea to their advantage. I want everything that I want, and I want you to think the way I want you to think. So we'll continue with this uh, Harridan here and her uh, her argument. Now you're name calling too, you know. She is a Harridan. All right, <laughs> that's a great word though, and I'm not going to apologize for it. WashingtonPost.com will continue with that in a moment here at 855-450 for your thoughts on authority. Should it be respected or should it be laughed at? It could also be ignored, I guess would, some people would, uh, would suggest, but I think that you just can't ignore it for long because eventually they're going to come after you. And then you'll have to acknowledge that, uh, yeah, those people do exist and they are trying to control my life. Uh, but being able to keep it light and to laugh at these folks is one of the most important things you can do. Don't take them seriously. More on the way at Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we'll give you the features on the site there completely free. So do enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll be able to get a free bumper sticker there. Uh, You can also download web graphics, high-res graphics. You can use to make your own Free Talk Live t-shirts and sell them if you want to. We don't care. Uh, Go ahead and do that. And you can also grab flyers, which you can print out, and other things there over at promote.freetalklive.com. We'll continue here in a moment with the the latest on this young lady who is... uh, They're trying to get her in trouble, but she's just basically 
She doesn't care. She tweeted about uh, the Kansas governor, and she didn't say a nice thing about him. And so, therefore, they got upset at the school, and they demanded that she write a letter of apology. She has refused to do that. And uh, lots of people apparently have opinions. We'll share that with you and talk more about authority in a moment. We've been uh, giving away prizes at uh, Free Talk Live's Facebook page for the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's your opportunity to get some cool prizes and to like our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.freetalklive.com. Like the page, and you will be entered to win the prizes. I am actually going to give one away right now, and it's a new prize that we didn't have before. It's called mm-hmm. um, apparent. Here's a little blurb on it. Authors Taryn Lupo and Ruby Hilliard have finally released the spinoff to Pirates of Savannah. Oh, excellent. A fine book. That's right. The new novel is called The Hunt for Seamus's Booty. <laughs> And it's appropriate for all ages. The book is just as fun to read for kids as it is for adults. The tale is about a pirate treasure hunt around historic Savannah, Georgia. Think of it kind of like a modern-day Goonies with some uh, Liberty theme stuck in. You can find this book at Amazon right now. Don't forget to enter um, Amazon using uh, the coupon code. There's no coupon code at Amazon. Shop.freetalklive.com is how you uh, do it. But anyway, um, that was the little blurb on it. So it's facebook.freetalklive.com to win one for free. I'm doing it right now. You're giving you're giving it away on the Facebook profile now. That's right. So go to uh, facebook.freetalklive.com, like the page, and, uh, and what do you think I should win. do? A letter? I, I guess uh, a guess a number between one and a thousand. Shh, you like that one, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a fine one. See, it seems fine. Uh, that one works. So get on over there and get involved. We go to Jeff listening in Idaho. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey boys, I was listening to your uh, conversation about authority earlier. Yes, sir. I thought I'd give my uh, two cents. I believe um, without authority, corruption cannot exist. Authority, uh, basically, uh, corruption only exists because of authority. And without, you know, without whistleblowers, without watchdogs, there's, you know, there's going to be a a large abuse of power. This is why people like Hitler, you know, became who they, who they did. This is, I mean, this is a a large reason why we've had um, many of our, of our problems that we do in the world today. Um, yeah, I think that's an astute ob- observation that, you know, if if the idea of authority wasn't present in so many people's minds, they wouldn't give these government guys the benefit of the doubt. They wouldn't uh, be yeah. as willing to look the other way when they were hurting other human beings, and they wouldn't be able to just simply write it off and say, oh, well, that's just, they're the authorities, so it's okay if they crush that man's head against the pavement because he well, smokes some pot. Right, I think definitely, I, I agree with the uh, the statement you made. Authority is definitely something more than an, an individual. Okay, when an individual does something bad, they don't call it they're corrupt. They say they they did something bad, whatever yeah. it was. They're a fraud, they're a murderer, they're a, a cheat, whatever they did. But when you have special powers and abilities, when you have an office that magnifies the decisions you make and the, the uh, authority or whatever, the, the, the control that you can exert, it's then that you can become corrupt. And I don't I mean, think... I, 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 I can give a prime example. I, I've called in before and and uh, I do some recovery work for, for bail bond companies here in my area. And uh, uh, working with police, working beside police, I cannot do the things that they can do to people. I, uh, I'm, I'm held extremely accountable to, you know, what happens. I have, you know, if somebody gets hurt, when, when I'm making an arrest, it's, I mean, it's a big, big problem for me. 
So, Which is one of the reasons why getting rid of the violent monopoly would be great uh, for the justice, you know, the kind of this justice slash protection system that right now the government pretty much runs. But you're giving an example of how in the private world where you're a bounty hunter, you're far more, you're actually fully liable for your actions. You have to be very cautious and make sure you have the right person. Make sure you don't, you know, use unnecessary force, whereas the police are completely unaccountable. They can hurt as many people as they want to and most of the time are never held uh, to any liability for that. And so we have more liability uh, for you know protection agents and bounty hunters and such if we actually had no violent monopoly in which some folks could work. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, it, uh, excuse me. Are you still on? Yeah, he's here. Oh, I am. What uh, What other interactions have you had? What's like you? If you've worked with police a lot, you you basically do. When we talk a lot on this show about alternatives to the current government edifice, there, the police and the fire and all that sort of services, quote unquote, that they offer. What uh, in, in your experience as a bounty hunter, what uh, what's your impression of policing and tactics and efficiency versus how you have to go about doing things in order to make a profit? Um, kind of the reason that, that bell bonds exist in the first place. We have a, a, a financial um, interest in the people that we're chasing. Police, they, they really don't. They get paid the same whether or not they catch the guy, so they don't have that much interest in taking somebody in. They're not usually actively looking for somebody unless they're extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, we stand to make quite a bit of money. Um, when, when, when people post bonds, well, at least in Idaho, they post 10% of, of you know whatever whatever bond is set. Mm-hmm. Um, if they if they skip out and 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 skip court, then then the the uh, the company that bonds them has to pay one hundred percent of that bond. So let's say it's a fifty thousand dollar bond. Well, you pay the bail bondsman five thousand dollars to get out. They're mm-hmm. on the hook for fifty thousand dollars. Right. So they've got they the financial interest to, to come find that person. Yeah. Exactly. So they they turn their ten percent over to us. Um, you know, assuming that they can't find the person right away, and and that's what my job is. <laughs> Got it. Thanks for clearing that up, man. Anything else you want to share tonight? I don't think so. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks for the call. And if you ever have any bounty hunter stories you want to tell, uh, let us know. 855-450-FREE is the number here. That's the toll-free number, and you can take control of the airwaves. So we're talking about the idea of authority. It well, is I just think, an idea. I think what he just said basically speaks to one of the biggest issues that comes from authority, which is the class system, which mm-hmm. is an individual who doesn't isn't in this office or position does something, we treat them one way, like a right. murderer or a thief. But a, presi- a person in this position, wearing this fancy suit, carrying this fancy title, wearing a fancy hat, whatever it is, we treat them differently. Now, now it's white collar crime. They didn't actually kill anyone just because they they authorized the sale of a, a known a legal toxic killing. agent that you know was in the drug or yeah. whatever, whatever, however it may be. It's a different. You, you treat them differently. It's not murder when they do it, and it's not stealing when they do it. It's not extortion when they do it. Nope. It's a legal killing. It's taxes. You know they've got different names for it. And then when you put the same person instead of like in a, a powerful CEO position, you put them into a bureaucracy. And now they have the immunity that comes with being a state employee. It's it's just the corruption is how can it not happen? Right. They know they're untouchable and they act like it. Exactly.
So uh, we're going back here to the Washington Post where one lady has some opinions she wants to share. Ruth Marcus, she's talking about what she would do if she were the mother of this young lady, Emma Sullivan, who refused I'd to – teach her a little lesson. Right, uh, <laughs> to refuse to write an apology letter to the governor of Kansas after she tweeted uh, that she didn't much appreciate him, uh, tweeted that he sucked. And uh, the lady here over at Washington Post says that now the, she does acknowledge she's right about this, that the governor's office was dumb to complain about a tweet that no one ever saw. Pre-controversy, the, gov- or the uh, young lady in question, Sullivan, had some 60 followers on Twitter. She now has 15,000. <laughs> right. And good job. And this is this is just how silly um, the government tends to be about these kind of issues. Yep. And so actually the uh, governor apologized in a statement saying my staff overreacted. Yeah. Little and Emma's putting I out apologize. Gandhi quotes now, by the way. Wow. Right. First they, uh, first they laugh at you. First they laugh at you. Then they fight you. First they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. First they ignore you. Then they laugh. I should know this by now, right? First they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. Yeah. She put she put that out before. Uh, of course, Sullivan has a First Amendment right to express her views, says the columnist, although not unlimited. In a 1969 case upholding students' right to wear black armbands to protest the Vietnam War, the Supreme Court found that students do not shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech or expression at the schoolhouse gate. Huh, that's funny. I was told that I had no rights when I was at school by the principal. But added that school administrators may prohibit expression that will, quote, materially and substantially disrupt the work and discipline of the school. Of course, she tweeted, so that's not that has nothing to do with school. Anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, should she be tweeting during class time? No, but I mean, you know, it's a field trip. Yeah, things go differently on field trips. And this really strikes to something that I think is not uncommon uh, to people that are in school these days. Is there are a lot of instances where the school will reach out and attempt to control its students, even when not even anywhere near the campus. And I had that happen to me when I was in school. I can tell you about it here. We'll also take your calls as well at 855-453. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Let me give you the features on the site. They're totally free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you can, of course, join us and actually interact with the website. You can create the content there. So if you find something that you think is pretty great or funny or interesting or important, you can just post it over at freetalklive.com, post it as show prep, and then others can vote up or down, and you get to vote on things too, and the most voted up items will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. We're talking about Emma Sullivan again. We touched on her story earlier this week, and uh, what brought it back around was a, a discussion about authority that we started to have last hour. And in this article, we actually haven't gotten to the quote yet, but I, I gave you an excerpt earlier from uh, a particularly angry, gruff uh, woman over at uh, WashingtonPost.com. 
she is making the argument that this Emma Sullivan is a troublemaker. She starts out by saying, you're lucky you're not my daughter, and then goes on to explain how... A, I grab you by the scruff of the neck and shake you until you learn something. Yeah, basically wow. explain that her, her yeah, kids... Yeah, I'd be violent to you. How do you like my Jack Nicholson? That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. She goes on to explain... I to use it for this woman. <laughs> that her kids... Yeah, she kind of looks like Jack. Uh, <laughs> from the, yeah, from the movie Batman. She got stumbled? The Joker. So... Uh, so anyway, she basically goes on to say that uh, it's your, it's her job as a parent to inculcate a belief in authority, and we'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, and, but I was what we were talking about before is how the schools are reaching out beyond the school campus, and how it's basically you know the, with baby step after baby step after baby step, they have essentially gotten as involved in young people's lives as they possibly can get away with. And I remember it, it happened when I was in school, and this was well over a decade ago. I got out in the early, late 90s, rather, and 98 was when I graduated. And it was not too long before that, maybe just a couple of years before my graduation, probably like maybe three or four years, because I was still riding the school bus uh, at the time this happened. There were a couple of uh, young ladies on the school bus that uh, were less than friendly, shall we say, to the rest of the bus stop. So it was basically these two girls versus the rest of the bus stop. And so they were they were in the minority and you know everybody would have been cool with them if they'd have been cool but they weren't. They were being uh nasty, shall we say. And it's true that they were picked on because of this, because of how they were behaving. It's true that they were they were picked on on the bus, but basically they've just made a bunch of crap up. And what what they did was they came home, they told their mom, and they made stories up about things that we allegedly did to them on the school bus that didn't actually, in point of fact, happen. But they, their mom believed that it, they did, and so they lived in my neighborhood. They come over and they knock on the door one day and have a talk with uh, my parents about these allegations. And And at one point, it actually ended up transferring over to the school. And the allegations were about what was happening allegedly at the bus stop and on the school bus. So things that were happening at the bus stop weren't even on school campus. And it was my first, you know, that was my first crossover and my, my first realization that, wow, this school can reach beyond its actual campus and to, you know, a street corner, basically, and say you can or cannot do certain things while on this street corner at this particular time. And I remember that being well, a real shock for me. That, I mean, yep, I, you know, this case is kind of fuzzy and gray because it is the bus stop. Now, the bus stop is just a designated area that uh, the school says that this is where uh, you know this is where our students will meet in order to be picked up by our bus right so it is kind of a piece of land was they staked out for themselves what well, was it actually staked out or was it just a spot on the land i mean was it was, did it's it have a housing street corner a street, I mean, it's a exactly. part of neighborhood exactly it's, it's just a street corner right and that's not they have no authority there whatsoever no and but but they did. You how, know? how did they how did they have authority? Then? They just asserted it, you know, and they got away with it, right? Because exactly. I didn't know much about freedom at that time in my life, and probably a good thing because I probably would have gotten in a whole lot more trouble. Uh, but it was I just bring it up. I don't. I would you know. I wish I could remember all the details of it, but uh, suffice it to say, yes, they were being made fun of. But on the other hand, we didn't do some of the horrible things they. My said school they, kicked me out for having a fel- uh, for having been charged with a felony. So I mean, there's true off school business mm-hmm. so and it's gotten worse since then i only give you that as an example of what happened you know 15 years ago almost 
Uh, it's it's been they become more invasive into students' lives. I mean, getting to the point where at some schools they check body mass index while you're there with the intention of you know giving you information about how to lose weight. I, I know Mark, you had a story about a, like a 200 pound child being taken from his parents. The beginnings of those sorts of things can happen at government school, where it's the observations of the the teachers or whoever at the government school that can you know kind of bring an investigation and bring even more negativity and negative consequences into people's lives. Or like when a child comes in and tells D.A.R.E. class that uh, mom and dad smoke pot, all of a sudden the police show up and uh, mom and dad Help get them. arrested. Right. Yeah. Well, we, it's also been covered on this show, the, the laptops that the school has uh, mm. basically used as a, a, a looking glass into the home lives of their students. Yep. And, and you have that going on Having too. Having cameras, looking at the, the you know, watching students yeah. uh, through Creepy. the cameras on their, their laptops crazy yes so back to uh, washingtonpost.com this uh, lady here is just spouting off about how she doesn't like emma sullivan and what she did this is the young again about the young lady emma sullivan who decided to tweet her opinion about the governor in kansas which was not a positive opinion was told to uh, write a letter of apology and refused so this woman's going off the hook about it she says that the uh, Supreme Court used, uh, recently refused to hear the case of a Connecticut high school student who was disqualified from running for senior class secretary after she returned to school, referred to school administrators in a blog post with a vulgarity. Another case awaiting the justice's attention involves two Pennsylvania eighth graders who are suspended after they created a fake MySpace profile depicting their middle school principal as a sex addict. So once again, another example, this has nothing to do with anything that happens on campus. Well, it has they have to do an opinion it. about one of their one of the staff members there. And kids have opinions oh, about yes. the staff members at the school. It's just that now if you share your opinion publicly via MySpace, Twitter, People still use MySpace, apparently. But uh, How long ago was that? This is, you know, well, okay, yeah, it's true. It's in the court system, so it could have happened five years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, my point being, these kids put something online that's disparaging towards the principal or some staff member, and they're getting in trouble for it at the school. It's, again, that whole, we're the authorities. How dare you say anything negative about us? We don't want your fellow classmates knowing that we're a joke. <laughs> like, but like they don't that, already know exactly, and that's the whole point. It's like they're why you're trying way too hard to to not only get people to submit to your authority, but to yeah. just understand or recognize it. They're feeding into the uh, argumentum ad populum uh, logical fallacy here, which is that if enough people believe, if enough students believe that I am a douche, I must therefore be a douche. We cannot so let's have act the like students douches. believing that we, uh, you know, enough students getting together and sharing with other students so that they might believe this. This, this is not true. We must stop them. So they holler from the rooftops about uh, the teenage girl that... That sends a tweet out and then create the Streisand effect, which yeah. is uh, you know making you know blowing something, taking something minor and blowing it up to something major on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Well, Had they ignored this matter, it would have just blown right over, and no one would have known anything about Emma Sullivan and what she last, did. Last time, last week, I was on. I I brought up the idea of party, a party line, and how be, being a state employee is being a part of the party, mm -hmm. if you will, thinking in terms of you know um, 1950s, 1940s Europe and the the party systems and how they ended up creating the Nazi uh, party and blah, right. blah, blah. And now you still you still see that with the Basque Party and other parties around uh, the Middle East. This is the state East. party, though. Yes, this is the state party. And, and once the, uh, the teacher felt that the student insulted the state party, the, the governor thereof, it, it's just like, oh, my goodness, I, I have a personal affront to this because you've insulted my party. 
And and the party will not tolerate this. And I'll cry if I want to. That's right. So uh, so again, they are looking at uh, again another court case here with eighth graders suspended if they created a fake MySpace profile depicting the middle school principal as a sex addict. But the First Amendment, the author says here, focuses excuse me focus confuses what can be constitutionally prohibited. <laughs> the First Amendment confuses. The First Amendment focus, she says, confuses what can be constitutionally prohibited with what ought to be done, regardless of whether the school could force Sullivan to apologize to the governor. Authorities ultimately backed down. It was perfectly appropriate for the principal to explain how her attitude and language during an official trip reflected poorly on the school. 855-453 because everyone's collectivized we're all in this together that must be the bad school if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Inviting you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there free, so enjoy those. Uh, Features including news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to news.freetalklive.com. To follow our various different updates, you can follow them via email, Twitter, Facebook, uh, whichever works best for you over at news.freetalklive.com. And I have a feeling if we insulted uh, the various governors on our Twitter feed, we just wouldn't have the same impact as this young uh, teenage girl. No, no, they, they, they could care less. No. They, they, they expect it. If, uh, if you're unable to own a firearm due to local laws or other reasons, an air gun might be a great substitute. There are plenty of other reasons why you'd want to own an air gun. Training a child in firearms, varmint control, maybe a little cheap, quiet indoor target practice during those long winter months. I recently got a 50 caliber air rifle that can bring down a deer from PyramidAir.com. Now, there's no indoor target practice with this thing. It's loud. <laughs> but they're the world's largest online air gun retailer, and they've got small bore, medium bore um, air guns for you know of all sizes for whatever your needs are. They've got experts that can help you find the best air gun for your needs right over the phone. You can get 10% off or free shipping, whichever's more, with coupon code FTL. And I should mention, they've got some really awesome holiday specials and uh, bonuses there. Um, all you have to do is go to airgun.freetalklive.com. You'll see the Dragon Claw, which is the air gun that I got. And you can peruse the site, check out the, uh, the specials they have there, uh, all the uh, the air guns they have, accessories. It's airgun.freetalklive.com. If you want the telephone number, 888-262-4867, airgun.freetalklive.com, 888-262-4867. All right, so our number here is one eight five five four fifty free. You're certainly welcome to comment. Uh, we're talking about the idea of authority, and boy, is it a bad idea. It's one of those ideas 
like uh, the idea of a violent monopoly we should get rid of, that we want to leave behind into the future. Look back on it and say, oh my God, how did we ever believe in such a terrible thing? It's such a dangerous and destructive concept because it really is incredibly destructive to have people believe that some people should be able to tell you how to live or what to do or what to think or what to believe simply by virtue of the fact that uh, they think they can. And that they've been, you've been told that they can. I agree that there are problems with authority. Um, however, I do believe myself to be the authority on my own property. I believe myself to be the sovereign. How about there. external authority? This is what we're talking about. You're right. Well, I mean, there's... I believe, therefore, that I have authority over people who are on my property. Um, and I believe that I've got, you know, that authority imbues me with the power to ask them to leave if they are doing something that I don't like. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, when you're talking about uh, – basically, the problem with government, which is something that's been passed down through the ages, has evolved from situations where you essentially had you know, masters and servants – Kings and serfs, uh, sla- you know, slaves, and and just th- that kind of situation. This is what we have today. The new slave is a free-range slave that's owned by the collective, and that collective will tell you what you can do, what you can think, how you can act, where you can pray, um, you know, where you can uh, gather together, and all these other things. How you should you can pray? I, I really guess not where necessarily. Um, but how you can go about uh, you know reaching god in whatever fashion you'd like those people will t- the collective will tell you how you can live that's what it's come to and she's actually uh, referring to here in the washington post there's a particularly angry columnist ruth marcus who is uh, laying down the law, what she would do if this Emma Sullivan young teenage girl was her daughter and how she'd show her what's for if she were her daughter talking bad about the governor like that. I feel bad for her real daughter if she has one. <laughs> she probably does. Uh, I think she, yeah, she says she does. She's got multiple daughters. So she's saying how uh, when Emma tweeted the nasty thing, she tweeted uh, saying the governor sucked. When she tweeted that the governor sucked, uh, that uh, she reflected poorly on the whole school, which of course is just you know nonsense. The the idea that my actions when I was going to government school were somehow reflective well, on the quality of the entire what you if know, she's speaking campus. About, what if she's speaking about school the same way that a judge or robed figure would speak about the court? You know how the judge he assumes the court. Mm-hmm. Does the teacher assume the school? I've never heard that. You uh, know, and then the whole the whole cadre of teachers and bureaucrats are the school. Well, she is definitely talking in collective terms, right. and that's what she's referring to. But no teacher I know has ever referred to themselves as the school. Right, right. That's the weird. That's the only. I know, but the I, only time that ever happens is with men that wear robes. They I, they're the only human beings I've ever heard refer to themselves in the you know third as person. As their building, as a thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you come on my property, I will refer to myself as the house. Right. Um. You know, it's it, it is odd behavior. However, it's I cultish. do. I do think that to some extent there is an, some accuracy to the. It reflects poorly on the the school, and here's why: humans do think in groups. Sadly, that is uh you know that is what happens today in American. Well, we need to stop that because that's dangerous. You know, if, for instance, what was the name of the the, I remember the the name of the high school was something very collective sounding, but it was there in the article um, er, earlier on. uh, Just go to the top paragraph. Shawnee Mission East High School. Shawnee Mission East High School. So, I mean, you know, just from the sound, I knew it was a public school just from uh, the the sound of it. However, um, 
you know, when, if, if I were to hear this and then remember that, uh, Emma went there and somebody else said, Oh, yeah, I go to Shawnee East Mission High School. Oh, isn't that where Emma, the girl that, you know, badmouthed the governor, isn't that where she goes? Mm-hmm. So to some extent, you can claim that it does reflect poorly on the school. Well, I don't think as you if should. the school is a group of students. Well, I don't think you should. I mean, you can claim it, and that's what she's claiming here. Uh, and you're right, Mark, that people do think in those ways, but it's those ways of thinking that are dangerous. So I'm not going to spend any time justifying it or defending it. I'm going to spend my time breaking it down because you don't want to put people in groups like that. It's not fair to all the other individuals out there who may have been you know, behaving differently. There's some nice Republican kids that go to that school, too. So more to the point, she says, I constantly remind my daughters that parents are not bound by constitutional constraints. The Constitution does not grant teenagers the fundamental right to have a cell phone or use foul language on it. The parental role is to inculcate value. And I always hated that when I was a kid. Did you ever get told when you were a kid that you that sucks is a curse word? Yeah, um, yes. I couldn't now, believe it when I heard that. I, I don't think I got told that it was a curse word, but I was told that it's not. You don't. That's inappropriate. That it's inappropriate. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it, it. It falls into the area of vulgar, and it I, was so common. Though, it's common as I was growing it is up. A common, vul, uh, like sort of mildly vulgar as, term. As I was growing up, it was clear to me that there were certain words that you didn't say around uh, adult adults. types. Yeah. You know, the F-bomb, the S-bomb. Sucks but is sucks was not... For me, I, it, yeah. like, I came across that, I think, when I was like a, you know, my late, uh, early portion, like maybe around 10 Your or tweens, 12 or something yeah. like that. And I was just blown away that people thought sucks was a problem. Well, I think to the state, a swear word is no. Like, if, you, yeah. if the state asks you a question and you say no, that's a swear word. The same way as when I was growing up, my mom didn't like the word whatever. Because she, mm. she would yell at me and, and go on and on, moan and groan. Whatever, and I would just whatever. blow her off and be like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and she would just so hate that because she didn't get to me. And it's like water off a duck's back. And she's like, no, no, you're supposed to be upset or crying. Or I'm sure if you had changed it to bite me, she wouldn't have liked that either. <laughs> yeah. uh, 855-450-3. That's the toll-free number. She might have bit him. You can take control of the airwaves. <laughs> Give us your experiences with so-called authority in government school. This is Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you a bunch of features there, and we give them to you for free. And uh, those features include 
the news updates, the listen lines, uh, listening options, various different listening options. Actually, you can listen 24-7 if you want. Around the clock, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is there for you at listen.freetalklive.com. We have broadband uh, version of the show, dial-up version. You can learn about the over 100 radio stations that uh, the show appears on, plus two XM satellite radio channels. In addition to that, we've got a free-to-air channel on satellite as well as a webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way as well. Once again, that's listen.freetalklive.com. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. By some metrics, Vaporsmiths.com's e-cigarette will uh, save you not only $120 a month on average, but it could save your life. No more ashtray mouth, no more smell, no more secondhand smoke. You can use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over 60 bucks, And you'll get one of the best-made e-cigarettes in the market today for free. Go to Vaporsmiths.com, purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL, and you'll get the, the, the starter kit for free. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR for Vaporsmiths.com. All right, we're back here with uh, some of the remaining thoughts from this uh, lady over at the Washington Post. She is pretty upset that some young lady would dare to insult her governor. I mean, he is, he is our elected official. And the, the people of Kansas have put their faith in him to lead them in the right direction. And how dare this young, this young lady, how dare she say that he sucks. God bless Kansas. And that he blows as well. Yeah. And uh, I say that uh, more power to her. Emma Sullivan, uh, she's 18 years old. She's uh, in a government high school, apparently, and was on a field trip at the time that I guess they met this governor guy there. And she had a few words to share via Twitter. She did that and was told that she needed to write an apology letter. And she said, no, not gonna. She swore. And I think that's heroic. I, I think that's, uh, you know, in the situation in which she's in, that's a brave thing to do. When, when you're in the government schools and, the, you know, the whole system, it seems, is coming down on you, which is what it was like here. I mean, you've got the governor's office basically pulling the controls, telling the people at the school, you better get an apology from this young lady. And they... Her grades uh, aren't going to be so good. Yeah. And she manages to, you know, muster up the gumption to go against all of the inculcation that she's had her entire life. And we don't know what her belief system is. We, we don't have her on the show yet, though we're working on that, uh, to, you know, find out more about who Emma is and what she believes and you know why she even tweeted this in the first place or whatever um hopefully she doesn't like any politicians but who knows yep uh and so she stood up for herself and i think that's great but this lady doesn't think so her name's ruth marcus over at the washington post and she talks about how she believes it's perfectly acceptable and appropriate for the principal to explain how her attitude and language during an official trip reflected poorly on the school. More to the point, as I constantly remind my daughter's parents are not bound by constitutional <laughs> Ladies constraints. Ladies are fun to hang out with. She says uh, the parental role is to inculcate values of respect for authority, even those you disagree with. And the importance of civil discourse. It's not. I think it's uh, civil discourse uh, is is certainly uh, you know there there's an important place for that. Um, You know, at the same time, 
the, the internet's full of bombast at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I get where she's coming on civil discourse. As fa- how, however, this whole idea of respect for authority, even if you disagree with it, no, she can take a flying uh, leap off of a long pier. As she far says, as I'm that's concerned, that's your role as a parent. No, as far as I'm concerned, um, listen to how authoritarian her tone is. I mean, she she doesn't say there should be an respect option. for everyone. She she says this is your role. As a parent, she says the parental role is to inculcate values of respect for authority. That's what your job is, Mark, with yes. your son, Jack. Well, that's your job, day one, from day one, is to inculcate respect for authority. I'm even if you Jack disagree how to have with a good them. life. Now, Jack, you do as you're told, even if you disagree with it, whatever it is the, <laughs> that's how the man gets, in the, kids get molested. Whatever the man in the robe says, right. whatever the man in the, the the uniform with the shiny badge says, yeah, you may not agree with it, and I may, Daddy may not agree with it, but uh, we think you should do whatever those people tell you. And that's what this woman's telling people. Yep. And that's why I'm saying that this information... This, well, she wouldn't allow you to say it that way in front of her. No, this, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's exactly what she's saying, and she's not hiding it. This information is coming at people from all over the place. That's why that we have this problem with people believing in the idea of authority. It's everywhere. It's being pushed at people from all over. So she goes on with a little bit more here. She says, uh, it's not to stand up for your little darling, no matter how much she mouths off. Well, for me, I mean, if I were a parent, I would want to stand up for my son or daughter's right to free speech. I would want to do that. One of the... What are well, the difficulties? <laughs> One of the difficulties of the situation is Emma is a young lady. She's in her teens, I would assume. Eighteen, here. eighteen years old, and I wasn't the most articulate at this time either. And, That's okay. You know, it's so oftentimes your um, your sort of uh, your opinion leads your ability to express it often, and I think that that's probably what, to some extent, what's going on here. Yeah, well, teaching your child to, uh, you know, to, to take things into account before speaking, to think before you speak, to craft one's words. I think those are all worthy lessons. Mm-hmm. But all that said, I still would never, uh, you know, not stand yeah. behind my I'd child. I'd love as far the as opportunity speech. to go back and uh, re and reinhabit my body in in public school and uh, have some things to say to the the, the uh, government people there. <laughs> that, oh man, uh, are teaching. I would love that. She says, "Not the Sullivans." After the governor complained, her older sister alerted the media, saying. It's the speech they use today. It's more attention-grabbing. Her mother, Julie Sullivan, told the Associated Press, I raised my kids to be independent, to be strong, to be free thinkers. If she wants to tweet her opinion about Governor Brownback, I say for her to go for it, and I totally stand behind her. That's a good mom. This other woman, this Ruth Marcus, horrible. Completely different uh, parenting techniques. Yep. And uh, there's a real clear choice there. Ruth just wants a lot of drones, man. That's right. She needs ditch diggers. Well, if she doesn't have drones, they probably won't buy her newspaper in the future. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, we all know that this is something else we talked about relating back to a demo and how this all got started is the idea that the media is part and parcel working hand in hand with the state many times. Oftentimes, your local newspaper will print some state uh, police report or some official report from some official about what happens to some situation, utterly disregarding whether or not that's the truth or the factual happenings. That's what the state says. That's what gets printed. Yep, exactly right. And if they don't do as they're told, then in some cases they'll get taken off the press release list or they'll get taken off the interview uh, list. So you want to interview with the police chief, you better pair at the party line. Yep. That is the state party, as you were describing earlier. She finally says, it is until we parents insist such language is not acceptable. Explain that it is possible to disagree civilly and insist on an apology when our children fall short. And the Sullivan said, I would do it again. 
And Ruth Marcus says she's emboldened rather than chastened. To put it in her terms, that blows a lot. So there you go. What one Harridan has right. to say. Well, she is boldened emboldened and she you know that 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 really lands firmly um it's very Sullivan, upsetting to ruth marcus marcus uh, ms marcus that lands firmly in the camp of the governor and his staff they handled this poorly mm. and they're adults and they're supposed to know so i mean why didn't you spend as much time chastening stupid bureaucrats for wasting all of our tax dollars on chasing after high school students to uh, get apology uh, apology letters and from high school students to I mean, her this credit, is she, does, she does acknowledge they overreacted. She spends a moment, but she spends moment. her time uh, ch- chastening this gal when right. it was the governor's office that turned uh, little uh, Emma here from, what was it, 60 followers to 15,000? They turned a molehill into a mountain. In Absolutely. This, in this I mean, n- nobody like the government can mess this kind of thing up. Yeah. Nobody can do it like the government. So uh, I think it's great that Ms. Mar- Ms. Ms. Marcus is so upset about this. She's so upset that Emma has been emboldened rather than chastened because it's an indicator that times, that, you know, there are, there are changing. And there's a lot of support for people standing up and speaking out and uh, saying what it is that they believe and not hiding uh, in fear of what the authorities might do to them. 855-453 is the toll-free number. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. BigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features there totally free. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com. It's the holiday season. People are getting their lists together. They're checking it twice. And they are purchasing gifts. But Hold on. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. Check your prices there. You're dealing with Amazon. They're the world's largest internet retailer. And as a result of not having to deal with having you know box stores in prime locations, they can pass savings along to customers. And you probably will find out that whatever it is you were thinking about buying for your loved ones, you probably can get it cheaper through shop.freetalklive.com. And you probably get free Super Saver shipping because that's available on most of their brand new items. And when you order through shop.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase. It doesn't matter if in the U.S., in the in Canada, the U.K., or Germany. We've got links to all of those Amazons there. So go to shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. If you've been thinking about getting some Bitcoins, we've been talking about them a lot here on Free Talk Live. Go to Crypto Exchange. It's the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. I recently just uh, downloaded the Bitcoin client for my wife. Uh, she wanted to you know, be able to use them, too. I talked to her about them. She's interested. And so I showed her Crypto, crypto Exchange to let her know that when she wants to buy some or uh, exchange some for uh, U.S. dollars, that she can do it there. It's, they also have a complete bullion store where you can buy gold and silver privately with uh, Bitcoins. 
Bitcoins. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they've got 24-hour customer service. Just visit their site and click on the live support link at the top. This is the reason that I showed my wife because, you know, I don't know everything about these things either. Probably best to have an expert on board. You can see their uh, banner at, uh, excuse me, you can get to Crypto Exchange through the banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Again, it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. If you thought the Emma Sullivan story was bad, we've got one that takes it to the next level in a majorly scary way. We'll do that here in a moment. But first, Zach is listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Zach. Zach in Florida, going once. Zach in Florida, going, hello. Can you hear me? We've got you, Zach. Go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, Tell you what. Zach is just falling off the bridge. I don't, yeah, he just disconnected. Hope he's all right. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> That's the toll-free number. Here's the story out of uh, The Guardian over in the UK, guardian.co.uk, from Thailand. A government minister in Thailand has warned Facebook users that anyone pressing the like button on posts that might be offensive to the monarchy could be prosecuted under the country's strict, what they call, laissez-majesté laws or something like that. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. It looks like French. Majesty? Yeah, there's well, definitely the word majesty. I, I couldn't. There. I can't tell you the the history of uh, Thailand, but I do know that Vietnam was previously called French Indochina. The warning. There you go. The warning was given two days after a Thai criminal court sentenced Ampon Tangnapko, age 61, to 20 years in prison for the horrible, dastardly crime of sending text messages deemed insulting to the country's queen. <laughs> 20 years in prison. Yeah, and they it's deserve crazy. it, too, because that queen is sure so is pretty. sweet. Yeah, look how nice she is. Look at her lipstick and everything. She's so <laughs> regal. This is so... This, this has got to be an Onion story. It's this is so what it sounds like. I, I know it's the Guardian, and I know it's a real story, but it's just, come on, really? Yeah. You really? Know, so, Four obviously, no American sits... No American is... I can't imagine there is an American within the sound of my voice that is not going to crank us, actually, and uh, say that they agree with this. However, I would ask you, how much more legitimacy does our government have over a king or queen? And then why? Why is it that... We elect them, Mark. Because oh, because you get you to get parti- to choose. You get to participate. Okay, in the electoral process, it's your once every four years, I got it. And generally, your vote doesn't count because the president and whomever they are uh, are often elected by a much larger margin than uh, one vote. So that's why that's that's why these people get to tell you what to do because they uh, because of the democratic process that's right well, i don't know. i don't know. So I, think, now, I think your vote doesn't count cuz idiots can vote too <laughs> that's true right your your vote is always uh, <laughs> is always Offset. canceled out by a moron yeah exactly um, and and that somehow 51% of the electorate the people that choose to go to the polls at any given time have the uh, the what god imbued power over 49% is that the idea that's here? our system that's right that's well no no their system is if you say something bad about the queen you go to prison for 20 years now just because it's a system doesn't make it right no of course you're not. correct about that now, i'm just giving you their excuses right I, I know well you know and and so we've run out of them and we've heard them all a hundred different times if you times. don't like it you can change it uh, right because you, know, you can get so involved um, that's in right. the, the political process just dedicate your whole life and all your money to right. it and, you know, your whole life and maybe you'll yeah. see the change you want to see we're just working you're trudging yeah, your not. way through the system or if you come close trying to, being, to eliminate no, no, no. the system or if you power. come close to being successful at it they'll assassinate you <laughs> 
You look at Martin Luther King. There you go. I mean, I don't know who who will who assassinated Martin Luther King, but certainly somebody did. Well, so yeah. Well, it's crazy. The idea if you don't like this, we say we don't like the system. We don't like the system. And then the response we get is you should work through the system and fix that. Yeah. Well, if I don't like drinking milk, how am I going to solve my milk drinking problem by drinking milk? I I just don't get it. (laughs) Just go squeeze the cow's nipples and you'll be all right. (laughs) Uh, So Amphon here was found guilty on four counts and sentenced to five years consecutive jail on each charge. Thailand's laws against laissez-majeste, insulting a monarch, apparently is what that means, are the most severe in the world. Even repeating the details of an alleged offense is illegal. So you can't, as a news agency, report that uh, Mr. Amphan here said something or other about this. So all of the wow. all of the media, I mean, just look at the Emma Sullivan case. I mean, it's essentially the same case. Uh, in the U.S., Emma Sullivan was, to some extent, protected right by the idea of freedom of speech, which is relatively accepted by the population. People wouldn't hopefully accept the idea that she be put to death or put into a cage because of what she said. They have their opinions about it and are expressing them openly, and that's good and all. Uh, but you know, she didn't face any jail time over this. And what they did try to impose on her as a punishment, because she had the courage to say no, the punishment was waived. Like they didn't do anything to her about it. Nothing happened. They backed down, as was described in the other article. But this guy says something bad about the uh, the royalty, and he's going to jail for twenty years. It's bizarre. And he's 61. So in a Thai jail, do you think this guy's going to make it out? I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, it could be 81. I couldn't say. Probably not. Being 80 in an American jail isn't going to be a very easy situation to handle. I didn't meet many 80-year-olds in prison, I can tell you that. So uh, so more about Thailand here in a moment. We're going to give Zach one more shot here. He's on uh, in Florida, back on the line. Zach, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead with your thoughts. But, uh, the governor's office for the girl who sent out the tweet, yeah. the governor's staff or whatever. Yeah. The governor's office said it was actually a, a staffer who sent it out and that he doesn't want any kind of an apology. They and said it was a staffer apologized. that sent what out? The governor out? apologized. They, they, said, they said it was a staffer that sent, that sent what? Uh, that the person that was demanding the apology wasn't the governor. And then the governor actually apologized for the incident and says... Uh, but actually, he's sorry for everything that happened. He's sorry for having asked for an apology? Yeah, and he doesn't want any kind of an apology. Okay, well, I mean, you know... That, like, that came out on Monday, I think. Yeah, I, that, that was reported My earlier. My supposition on that is, um, you know, either A, what he's saying is true, or B, um, it's a, it's convenient to blame a staffer when um, it com- looks like they I mean, stepped in poo. Plausible. What's that? It's completely plausible. Oh, it is plausible that one of his people acted without asking uh, anybody else whether they could act. That is plausible. But I think Mark's uh, supposition is also plausible that the governor got his panties all in a wad and ordered somebody to you know, go crack down on this young lady and then uh, put his tail between his legs and pretended like it didn't happen. That's also plausible, wouldn't you say? Well, they have a lot of people that are just paid to sit around, and a lot of times they're bored. And it's so easy to find information about people and just contact people, you know, track things down. No doubt about that, Zach. I appreciate you bringing that to light. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate okay. you bringing that to light because it, you know, we I don't know if we said that the governor got upset about it, but certainly it was someone in his office that uh, that did. Well, we know the teacher was upset about we're, it. We're right? talking about the governor as judges talk about uh, themselves in the court. So uh, we're talking about the staffers as though they are the governor. The go- <laughs> yeah, as though they're little extensions of uh, of him. The machine. Oh, that reminds us, by the way, uh, Mark. It's really a, a more accurate way to describe uh, the, the the governance process because no government is truly one individual. It is a it's a group of oligarchs that. Uh, that control you. I mean, that's just, that's just it. Zach, for the call. Appreciate it. Mark, that reminds me. We uh, wanted to make a correction because uh, I had said earlier I couldn't think of anything where in any situation in life someone refers to themselves in the third person as an inanimate object. And you thought of one. Yeah, I, well, actually, I was told to me uh, by a couple of people. Yeah, I, I didn't am, think it was honest. actually you. But I was going to give you credit. No, that's fine. Uh, it's uh, the house in uh, a, a blackjack game. In gambling. Yeah. Is it only blackjack or is it the house in all I, I think all so. Gambling. It's all of it. Yeah, pretty much. All gambling? Okay. Pretty much. So, like, the dealer is to, the judge is to the court as the dealer is to the house? Pretty much. All right. More coming up here. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is next. 855-453. More Madness out of Thailand next. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. As always, you're invited to dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves at 855-450-FREE. Coming up, Mark, you've got uh, details on PTSD and where it comes from. Well, not all of it, but some of it. Some of it, yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment here at uh, 855-450-3733. Also invite you over to the website at freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. You can find stories online, submit them to our site. Others then vote on them. So it doesn't have to be news. It can also be a blog post or maybe a YouTube video. It doesn't have to be serious. It can be funny. It can be whatever you think our audience would be interested in seeing. And you get to vote and everyone votes and the most voted up items make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning more people see them and are exposed to them. And So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. So we are talking about a situation, for those of you just tuning in, last hour we talked quite a bit about Emma Sullivan. She's the 18-year-old uh, teenage girl who decided to tweet her, opi- her opinion uh, about a particular politician. This one is the, the governor of the state of Kansas. And she said that basically that he sucks and that he blows. Wasn't fond, wasn't fond of him. And that uh, somebody apparently in the governor's office got wind of this somehow and decided to come down pretty hard on Emma by demanding that uh, the school have her apologize. The school uh, went ahead and demanded that she apologize, and she told them no and made news because she told them no. And as a result of that, she got something like 10,000 extra or 13,000 more followers on Twitter, which increased from 60. 
So she's got quite a few more people. That was fifteen thousand from sixty. Whatever, well, some, some we also, incredible number. Basically, we had a, a very good, uh, well, a, what I would declare a good uh, conversation on the basically the overall idea of authority. And uh, I got some feedback while I was next door. Uh, the, the, it basically it sparked some conversations over at the KAC. Mm-hmm. They're listening at the activist center. That's right. Um, so. And yeah, we've been talking about authority and how it's a terrible uh, idea, the idea that humans who are just like you would somehow be able to control you by virtue of the fact that somebody went in and checked a box on a piece of paper somewhere. You know, that, that's just an absolutely absurd uh, concept. Now, Mark, you brought up a valid point about authority, and that is that, uh, well, if it's your property, then you are the so-called authority. I still don't like the term authority. I think it has the that connotation of uh of control uh, from an external kind of un just in a in a bad way like it's, calling well, yourself the owner of the property uh, it's been seems stigmatized like just like a lot of other words have been stigmatized yeah. by the actions of so many individuals who are acting and under what they call is, is authority but in fact is more like abuse of position or power or off, or office in many cases Plenty of people who uh, are abusing their authority on their own property, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Well, some people will also use the term authority in uh, in exchange for, say, expert, for instance. He's an authority on this so-and-so topic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I, again, I still think expert has a much more positive connotation and authority. Kind I agree. Of, authority is essentially an appeal to authority. I mean, using that term is appeal to the idea that yes. this person knows more and is better than you and, you know, look to them uh, for the answers. Don't so, think for yourself. So Emma ended up all right. Like she, she came out and she said. And by the way, JJ, there's a spider crawling up your headphones on the right side, like right okay. there. Just so you know, the spider about to reach your your head. Just giving you a heads up on that. Poor little thing uh, never hurt you, JJ. Yeah, he never hurt you, but you never know about these things. So anyway, eight five five four fifty free. That is the uh, the toll free number here. Just had, that's, there's no way other way to do that than uh, than, than live on the <laughs> you air. You can try to like s- smash the side of your head or yeah. something and see what <laughs> see what he did. Uh, <laughs> look at him. He's being so nice. He's trying to let it live. He's just kind of bopping it off of there. Everybody that's saw good. Charlotte's Web. For God's sake. Right. Like extraordinary things. spider. Uh, at least he didn't eat, shriek. They thank eat you, parasites. <laughs> thank, thank you for handling no, that no uh, professionally. Uh, you, didn't, you don't seem like the kind of shrieking type no. when it comes to spiders. So Emma came out all right. She stood up for herself. She didn't apologize. In fact, she's proud of having an opinion and being able to voice it and standing up for her ability to voice it and, and not uh, backing down and writing some apology, which she wouldn't have meant if she had written it. Right. Uh, so well, she, yeah, and it's that's what this was uh, really about was to uh, get the uh, the upstart to bow down. This isn't about changing somebody's opinion; it's about making them bow down and to you know obey authority. So we're changing gears now. We're going to Thailand, where, according to the Guardian, a very similar news story has happened there with a 61 year old man, no teenager, but 61 year old man speaking out via his phone, sending text messages that were deemed insulting to the country's queen. Now, we're probably never going to find out what the content of those messages was, because in Thailand, it's illegal to (laughs) to report on such things. You can't repeat, repeat what somebody has said that has gotten them in trouble with the Thailand laws against insulting a monarch, or as they call it, laissez majesté, uh, they're the most severe laws in the world. This man is going to prison for 20 
years. Sentenced to 20 years for sending four counts. So four, essentially he sent four text messages insulting the monarchy of Thailand and will now be spending the rest of his life in prison. He's 61. It's, I mean, <laughs> what do you that, say about that? Who that can is support that? Even, I think that's even worse than Adamo's case, obviously. I mean, right. I mean, there's no authoritarian, uh, military-worshipping, far-right-winging hawk that's in our listening audience right now that's going to say, oh, well, that makes sense. It's because the average person in America is completely atheist towards other governments, or at least other governments where they don't speak English. They're right, so those like, other governments are bad, not they, this one, though. They right? like Australia a bit, Canada, and, and uh, you know, uh, Britain, Britain and, and those, uh, you know, the Western powers to some extent, too. But, you know, nobody's going to... Southeast Asia? Come on. Those people are heathens, or whatever they're going to say. It could never happen here. Exactly. Right, and that's what it, com- it, you know, that's what it comes down to. And it couldn't happen here. They were not going to get a king um, here. No, and- but that doesn't mean that disparaging the, uh, the you know, the other king... The, ga- the governor, maybe? The president <laughs> wouldn't result eventually in some more severe penalty. I mean, if, right if now, it's not, but right, that doesn't right. mean that down the line, it would If you it say something that bothers them enough, they will come and talk to you about it. The, yeah. the Secret Service, you know, Obama deserves the same thing that Alwiki got, Anwar Alwiki got, that he gave Alwiki, or something like that. If you said something like that in a tweet, you can expect the Secret Service to show up on your doorstep. Yeah. Now, you didn't threaten to kill him. You're just saying that he deserves what what he has dished out, that uh, karma, karma, karmatic justice may bring it back to him, or, or whatever it is that you meant when you said it. You, you will get a visit from the Secret Service. So, yeah, to some extent, we have that here in America. And it's not just about threatening the president. It's about the vague possibility that the president might have been threatened. Now, according to a report, this is again the Guardian.co.uk, according to a report in the Bangkok Post, quoted the information technology minister, Anduth Nankornthap, saying that anyone, anyone who presses like on items related to Laissez Majeste on Facebook, that is the insulting of a monarch, should go back and delete all their reactions and comments. Such material <laughs> could end up being copied by people who set up fake pages to insult the monarchy, he said. If they don't delete them, they can end up violating the Computer Crime Act for in- indirectly distributing inappropriate content. So they set up fake pages for people to like... Just so they could catch him liking something they shouldn't like. Is that what I'm no, no, no. He's not saying the government's setting those up. Okay, but he's That's what just it sounded saying, like. Well, no, no, no. He says that uh, those material could be copied by people who set up pages to insult the monarch. Okay. I see. He uses the term fake pages, though. I'm not sure why. Um, to confuse the situation further because he certainly did. Yes, but anyway, he's how s- successful? So if you don't delete your likes, if you go and you find something about la- laissez majeste and that is insulting a monarch on Facebook and you like it and you live in Thailand, he's saying if you don't undo all that stuff, we're coming after you next. I uh, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> like bad things about the uh, the queen, right? You know, yeah. I mean, or king. I'm not sure what's uh, going on there in Thailand. The court heard Amphon sent offensive text messages in May of 2010 to a personal secretary of uh, somebody who was prime minister at the time. Amphon denied the charges, saying he was unfamiliar with the text message function on mobile phones and didn't know the recipient of the message. Oh my! Thailand. So it may not even happened. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. How do you prove? That it was indeed him right. who what sent if, that message. What if the uh, grandson got a hold of it? He's 61. I mean, yeah. the possibility exists, right? Exactly. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves, but they've got their criminal and they're going to lock him yeah, up. Yeah, well, it means free talk live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Tombstone Pizza. With multiple varieties to choose from, there's a Tombstone Pizza that's sure to please your family. What do you want on your Tombstone? Family dinner is important, but who says it has to be at the table? When life gets busy and the pressure is on, pull out the good paper plates and settle in for pizza and a movie. It's fun, easy, and memorable for the whole family. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. show is free talk live we call it that because you're free to call in talk about whatever you want and we do it live seven nights a week makes Joining sense you here tonight it's ian jj and mark join us on our website at freetalklive.com you can go there get interactive in various ways one of those is to watch and listen to the program through the webcam where the chat room is built into the same page so you can actually chat with other free talk live listeners during the program and after the program it's always open at 24 hours although the best time is during or immediately after the show i think some folks stay in there for like another hour or so uh frequently afterwards uh head on over to cam.freetalklive.com get prepared protect your family for my preparation i choose wisefoodstorage.com wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness and in individual mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today. And with coupon code FTL, get a free entree sample. I mean, what... Get a free entree sample. Try this stuff out. For a limited time during the holidays, you can also use the same coupon code FTL to get uh, no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com. 855-FOODWISE, coupon code FTL for a free sample, free shipping, 10% off any order. WiseFoodStorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Still to come, more about uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But first, Shadow is on the line listening in Alabama to WBHP in Huntsville. Hey, Shadow. Hey there. Yeah, I'm I'm not, uh, as I told the guy, I'm not very computer literate. I don't have one and everything. But I was just wondering... With all the uh, trouble a lot of folks get into, as you guys have been talking about, isn't there some way you can say what you want to say out there without people knowing who you are? Oh, of course. You know, use a code like, say, X27 or something like that. You know, just use a code. Well, know? they have ways to anonymize yourself on the Internet. Uh, there are That's certain I mean. s- services that completely obscure your identity. So, Would it work for Facebook? Uh, it. There are some sites that can block against it. Actually, they can they can identify the IP addresses of the anonymizing uh, services and basically say if you're using this service, we're not going to serve you. But in this case, it was texts uh, through a phone too that uh, this, got this. This was a twit. This was a, okay. We're talking about in two cases. There's right. the lady in uh, the, the young lady in Kansas who tweeted. tweeted. Uh, so that was an internet site. And then that, the other for the very guy, purpose there that was. Uh, I mean, with with a tweet, every she wanted to be seen. Yeah, and, people and, wanted yeah. to be seen. You want you want folks to know what you're saying. The other other guy used text message on his phone, and so there was no anonymizing there in any way, shape, or form. But yes, you are correct, Shadow. That is possible on the internet, although it takes effort. You know, anytime you want privacy, you have to be willing to spend either time or money or both in in a you know in order to get that privacy. Because I know when I send text messages out on my phone, I always use a a code name, and it's sometimes it be one time, one code name, other time be another one. And I mean, I have 
four, five, six different code names. Well, I'd be careful with that because unless you have a prepaid phone that isn't uh, hooked up in your name, which maybe that's what you have, uh, but if you've got, got a phone prepaid, that's in yeah, prepaid. Huh? it's prepaid. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. If, as long as they don't have your name attached to the phone, uh, then that would that would work. But if you're sending uh, codes and your name's on the phone bill, then it, it wouldn't matter. It only matters if you're sending out something that's uh, you know really b- bad as opposed to just uh, something normal. Or maybe it doesn't have to be bad. You could be doing you know doing something that's not necessarily bad, but could still be illegal. Thanks, Shadow. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. So let's change gears to this PTSD story, Mark. What do you want to share with yeah, us tonight? Yeah, this, uh, this is really, uh, you know, it's quite interesting. This is from USA Today. Study suggests that feelings of guilt may be a top factor in PTSD. And, you know, what we're, I guess, so supposed to believe is that uh, PTSD, just it just kind of happens to soldiers. It's like they catch a flu bug or something. But they have post-traumatic stress disorder because... They've had traumatic stress. Exactly. And what is that traumatic stress? Well, killing here, people. Well, the, the study suggests feelings of guilt may be top factor. Mm-hmm. Um, a leading cause of post-traumatic stress disorder is a, is guilt that uh, troops experience because of moral dilemmas faced in combat. You mean the moral dilemma of killing another human being who otherwise is just like you? Well, maybe. Um, th- that's the moral dilemma that many soldiers faced on battlefields in the past. But as I've uh, quoted many times here, uh, World War I, the civilian casualties were about 10 percent. World War II, they were about 60 percent. And by the war on terror, they're at 90 percent. And uh, somebody called in and asked uh, you know, where I got my numbers from. And it's legitimate to ask that question. WikiLeaks, the government's own documents. Mm-hmm. That's in the Iraq War. I'm not exactly sure what Afghanistan was, but I don't think 90% is acceptable anywhere, frankly. Most of the deaths have actually occurred in uh, Iraq if you're calling if you're talking about the war on terror. So, uh, 90%. And that means that I don't think it's mostly soldiers that are out there mowing down women and children um that are non-combatants, but Certainly, it has happened, and some soldiers have been called on to do that kind of thing. Um, the 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 collateral murder situation, where the 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 helicopter pilot was uh, you know, shot down the Reuters cameraman and uh, ended up, I guess, hitting a, uh, a, a minivan with uh, some with a kid in it and, and that kind mm, of thing. I, I mean, remember that. Yeah, this is uh, you know it's horrifying stuff, and you're going to see these things. You may not be the soldier that shot the kid, but you are the soldier trying to get uh, some you know medicine for this. And these are these are wars being fought in cities amongst people, and horrifying results happen and you have to ask yourself what is the reason why are we doing this because it's it's easy to sit over here in america half a world away and say those people don't count because they're not american citizens but it's hard to be a soldier some of them managed to, to turn sociopath on us but it's hard to be a soldier with morals and stand there and watch women and children and you know, men that had nothing, old men, nothing to do with anything, being blown into pieces and having their guts laying all over the street. When you're like, what is this about? Is this really, you know, I mean, did the United States kill more people than Saddam Hussein did? What did we do in freeing these people, quote unquote? 
Well, at the same time, they might just have the the regrets of brutalizing individuals who are innocent. Like, in order to get their man, in order mm-hmm. to get their guy, they had to kick in this door and then knock this child out of the way. And this yeah. woman who tried to stop them because her husband is the guy they're looking for and she doesn't want him to, to, sure. to take away the breadwinner of their home. She gets in their way and so he has to butt stroke her to the chin. And, you know, it's things like that, that, that maybe it's not just killing. Maybe it's just I had to be ruthless with a woman and child or whatever. And no matter how dehumanizing you can be about another nation, another culture, another people, you can always recognize the weak and vulnerable, the women and children, yep. the elderly and you know, infirmed. Well, I think you guys are making good points on all of that. But that's really I mean, those are the, the obvious things. But maybe there's a bunch of soldiers who realized as they're over there that, oh, crap, I'm actually doing the bidding of politicians and I'm killing other men who are trying to kill me, but they're doing the bidding of politicians and this is all futile. And what's the, what's the point of all of this? I, I really uh, wish it was that way. You know, I don't. I can't say it isn't. What do you think obviously. happened? That was remember that old world. Was it World War Two where they stopped? Uh, at, you know, during Christmas time, and they they World went out. And they, was World, yeah, War, World War, I. War One? They went out and they like shook hands with and hung out with. Played, the, played football yeah. or whatever. Yep. And uh, I would think that after an experience like that, that it would be real obvious who you were fighting against. You're fighting against other guys just like you in the same exact situation, the same kind of uh, you know class, poor people, lower middle class folks that are just doing as they're told to come to that conclusion at some point while you're on the battlefield or after the fact, after already having killed these folks and reflect on the fact that you took away a loved one from a family and that that was you that did that, uh, that could bring you to uh, some pretty serious stress too. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number, 855-450-3733. That's 1-855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. What is SACL-CAI? SACL-CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They do it for all kinds of business, and they can do it for your business, too. Their banner is at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, or one of the principals, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live. Big supporter of Liberty and has been for, for many years. You can uh, go to see their banner at freetalklive.com. Top on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. Toll free number again, 855-450-FREE to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Daniel listening in Seattle. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Daniel. Hi, good evening, guys. Hey, nice what's, to speak to you. Well, thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm sort of new-ish to the ideas of Liberty, and I was I, I frequently kind of think about how different aspects of society might play out in a free society. Mm-hmm. And today I came across an idea that I've not ever really heard discussed with regard to a free society, and that is how might wireless spectrum be divided up? Mm, a fine question. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. So um, l- let me go ahead and give it a, give it a wing. 
because um, the FCC was originally proposed for this task that this we need the FCC to handle d- dividing up the wireless spectrum and deciding who can be where and you know because God knows people will be rushing all over and um, you know broadcasting in different uh, you know places and walking on other people's signals and all kinds of things. But of course, since then we've seen the FCC grow into content restriction uh, beyond its original in- intentions. But go ahead, Mark. And that's essentially true. But essentially, it, it comes down to the same way that uh, all other disputes would be handled. Um, you know, somebody would be there first and homestead some position that uh, whatever that might be. Um, the spectrum may very well expand in order to uh, you know have more opportunities. Say you're in New York City. In New York City, every place on the dial is full. However, most of the United States, uh, you know, there's all kinds of empty space on the dial. And some places in the United States, you can push the seek button and never find anything. And so you have different sort of needs in different geographic areas. Now, I don't know how this would be in the rest of the world. We're talking about the, uh, the landmass known as the United States. But, you know, who's ever there first homestead it, homesteads it. And it is costly to homestead a very large area on the in the wireless spectrum. There is one FM station that broadcasts at 200,000 watts at the, uh, and it's the largest FM station in the country. Somehow it got in under the wire or something like that. It's W-H-O-M whom uh, in New Hampshire. And it broadcasts at 200,000 watts. That's a big electric bill. And they only really cover, I mean, they say covering five states, but I don't know exactly where they're protected to, but they're covering a portion of Maine, a portion of New Hampshire. You really can't get it in Keene. Um, you know, a portion of Vermont, uh, maybe, you know, some places in, in um, Massachusetts it covers, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's an expensive thing to, to, to homestead an area like that. If you can imagine somebody trying to do a million watt FM, that costs a lot of money. And it's difficult to get advertised advertisers in a regional area when you're talking about um, you know to support this so WHOM often has advertisers in Portland and some from Boston some from Manchester but what does somebody who's listening in Portland, um, you know, on WHOM have to do with somebody who's listening in Burlington, Vermont? And the answer is nothing. So they have no real crossover mm-hmm. and no uh, sort of reason to be this big, giant monster signal other than they've been licensed it. And, um, you know, you know, Mark, not only that, you bring up some really good points uh, from a financial perspective and also from kind of a different perspective on that, uh, more just from an engineering perspective tied into financing is – and I don't know what the terminology for this for this is. There's some techie term for it. Uh, I mean, I'm aware of this concept, but I don't know what it's called. It's where you're increasing the power or the wattage of the of the signal, but you're not getting concomitant results for the increase in the wattage. So, yeah. for instance, a 25-watt signal versus a 50-watt signal with the same antenna, you're really not going to get that much further with double the watts going up from 25 to 50. You're really not. It's You'll not get... the power of your wattage. It's the size of your stick. Well, it's wow. the height of the... It is! When, hey. it comes to, when it comes to FM, it's the height of the stick, yes. but that's a more of an engineering <laughs> thing. Um, I think it matters, the height of your but, stick. But my point being, you know, WHOM probably isn't getting that much further for the extra 100,000 watts. Like, if they were just 100,000 watts instead of 200,000, they'd save half their power bill and they probably wouldn't lose that much of their their ground uh, clearance that so, much is true too. so what you're saying is there's all these kind of built-in disincentives to going to there absolutely are does that make some sense well I, yeah that makes great sense 
I think I think also factoring in mathematics as you especially at your longest the greatest uh, scope of your your diameter whatever it is if you extend that diameter the square area you actually gain is much greater per uh, foot you extend out basically what I'm trying to say is the larger circles you get more like overall square footage but it's very costly to expand out exactly you might not be able to spread it as far doubling the wattage but you will still gain a great, great area because of just the fact that it is such a great radius at that point. I get what you're saying, although, again, you're talking about maybe a, a slight gain in signal strength. So you're not really going to bring in a whole lot more people, in, even no, if you do not. extend a little bit, because it still won't be that listenable, Well, the, I guess. The reality in advertising is the hardest thing in the world to sell is regional. And uh, regional means... As opposed to hyper-local versus national. Right. You can sell local, you can sell national, but selling regional is just a, a, a different difficult thing to do because you try to imagine you know where this car dealer that's in berlin uh new hampshire and does actually quite a bit of advertising um i can't remember what it is but it's a berlin car dealer what in the world would somebody who's um, in northern massachusetts want to drive that five hours. hours to get to them uh, you know i mean or the people in quebec or wherever i mean you know from one side of this yeah. to the other the car dealer in portland um and the person listening in in burlington i mean it just doesn't have any crossover right so you're saying mark that uh, whatever conflicts would come up could be resolved via arbitration in whatever you know private courts there might be in this free market sure world. and then the courts would probably come to some kind of understanding of what is uh you know fair because well, right so remember instance, a station you know there's there's some stations you can pick up in some markets that you just pick up sort of halfway well right if you if you're leaving Keene, you can pick up some boston stations pretty well actually does that mean that you shouldn't be able to have a station in Keene on the same frequency because somebody's already in boston and these are the things that would have to be determined by the marketplace but i would say that I would hope that those uh, arbitrators would lean towards favoring the local. So, for instance, you know, if there's a Boston station that's been on the air for 10 years and a local station wants to start up in an area that they, they, they're covering, that because they're feeding that local area, that they should have priority. In right. That At case. some point, the, you know, the, the, the arbitrators will come to some agreement that, uh, you know, the, the radio, a radio station, we're just talking about radio stations at this point, right. radio station will own the one milliwatt uh, you know, signal area or the half milliwatt signal area or whatever. Whatever it is, they come the up area. with some industry standard, much in the same way that the USB is kind of a standard for computers. Yeah. That was USB wasn't enforced by government; it was created by a consortium of uh, different technology companies that agreed on a certain set of specs and and move forward with that. Or the same thing with like uh, you know VHS, where the market decided it was J- JVC's creation, but the the market decided that uh, they preferred VHS over Sony's Betamax, and then JVC allowed you know these other companies, probably but through licensing fees, to manufacture it. You've really got to ask yourself, I mean, here's what the, the FCC does to people. Imagine you you live in a little community, um, you know, inside of a larger community or something like that. You want to set up a 100-watt signal just to serve that community. The FCC will come in and shut you down. You know, some DXers will triangulate you, turn you into the FCC. They'll come in and shut you down just for trying to provide service to your little community. You know, what's its berg inside of, uh, you know, megalot? 
Minneapolis. You know, you're just trying to give hyper-local news. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is where the church is having the bake sale. This is when the elections are. The Which is why it would make sense for New York to have a station in Harlem versus a station in, uh, you know, if it was all on the same frequency, to have localized stations uh, around the, the city. It wouldn't matter to the people in Harlem that they couldn't hear the stuff that's coming out of Manhattan. Well, I think they should be on different signals. That way they're not you're not sitting in Hell's Kitchen and getting, uh, you know, getting signal from, uh, you know. They the should south. be, but if it, the band is that packed, then what can you do? Well, you, uh, but the market could expand. Right, the, 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 the radios, change. the market could make new radios with larger bands. We don't need to be right. stuck between 105 and or 108 and uh, 87. Yeah, I hope that helps, Daniel. Did it? We beat him He's into so the dirt. Silent, he doesn't even know what to say. Thanks for the call. <laughs> More coming up here. Eight five five four fifty free. The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9, it's mine and it's American. is Free Talk Live. You may bring up anything you like. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, You can become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. You can use a major credit card like Visa or MasterCard. You can also use PayPal. And you can get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. Get access to uh, perks like the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, podcast, and more. Go get the details and get on board over at amp.freetalklive.com. So joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Now, uh, JJ, you had wanted to uh, tell us about a snitch campaign that the feds are, I guess, out there promoting. The attorney genital, is it? That's correct. The attorney genital, Eric Holder. Uh, the story the story comes from Wired.com. On Tuesday, attorney genital Eric Holder urged Americans to think on their neighbors and report intellectual property offenses like popping and, or hawking unapproved pharmaceuticals and downloading music and movies illegally. The announcement at White House came as the Justice Department kicked off a public campaign against intellectual property theft, which, like all successful wars against social scourges, will have public service announcements on MTV. <laughs> Fortunately, because the war on drugs has been so successful, right? Quote, with all of its ads. Quote, Fortunately, we can all be a part of the solution. Anyone who suspects an IP crime can visit .gov.gov.gov or reported sus- or, or to report suspected offenses, including the FBI website and whatnot. Holder said, The public's proactive attention to these issues can help us disrupt the sale of illegal goods to prosecute the individuals, gangs, and international criminal gangs. organizations that profit from these activities and to stop so those... Now- who would exploit the ingenuity of others for monetary gain. So, <laughs> hold on. Repeat the quote. 
to stop those who would exploit the ingenuity of others for monetary gain. You mean like what the government does? Exactly. The government does not want competition. It's funny. They call people that uh, exploit the ingenuity of others for monetary gain, if it's not the government, a gang. And we've been calling the government basically a criminal gang all along. I mean, the only thing – the only difference between the government and a criminal gang is – a really we- weird way of picking their leaders. They fly flags in front of their offices. Uh, gangs will fly flags in order to uh, you know get attention. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, but they're usually underground to some extent. to some extent. That's you because the, the government is a voracious uh, you know monopoly when it comes to gangs. I mean, it's voraciously monopolistic in that area. When they say gangs, do they mean like the hack groups? Like no, uh, no, no. If you see, I've, I've. There's also a story here about some of the videos they're putting out. Now they have taken to piracy as they did in the '70s with marijuana and created the reefer madness type videos of piracy, showing, of all things, that if you download something, you're supporting international uh, murder, right. slave really? rings, child labor, like all these. What a kind bunch of, of nonsense! I mean, it's 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 such crap when they say that when you buy pot you're supporting terror because for the most part it's not true i suppose there's the possibility that uh, if you're buying some imported cannabis that you know maybe some money is going to go back to a violent drug gang but the reason why the drug gang exists in the first place is because of prohibition so the government creates those circumstances but it's even more preposterous to say that the the various different rip groups and hat groups out there the crackers and the rippers and the rippers are the people that'll take a dvd they'll rip it down uh they'll make a you know an mp4 file out of it and they'll put it online or they'll uh, they'll take something off of over the air television they'll turn that into a video file they'll put that online those are some of who the rippers are uh or you know like pull down audio files right. off a cd for instance and, and make a, a music pack but like there's these different groups that have been around for years like uh dimension and immerse and other right. uh, groups like that and if you just go to the torrent sites you can see them they, they tag each one of their torrents with their name to get cre- to you know to give cred to the the whoever the rippers were they all have their handles and their names that mm-hmm. they that they use well and, and people also look for ripped copies based on who the ripper is like xvid is one i think or, or because of the reputation exactly because you know that last time you downloaded this video it worked perfectly it was good no you know the quality was great tear and, your computer and apart. you know really the rippers Honestly, they're like people who have normal jobs. In fact, a lot of them, guess what? They work in movie theaters. Okay. Yeah, there is that. And uh, but but it sounds to me like they're calling them gangs. That's exactly. What that quote they want to like. they want to demonize the idea of someone sitting behind their computer and ripping something with some program to equivocate with some gun running, uh, drug snorting, yeah. like uh, child molesting. You know some terrible person right just, as though they're the hell's angels trucking meth across the country and yep. you know starting fights right exactly what they're trying Whatever. to do and these are talk you're talking about uh and by the way the ages of these folks are fairly wide ranging there are people that are yes. involved that are older that have been in, involved in computers since the beginning of computers and there are also younger uh you know uh, teenagers that uh, that are also involved uh, as as well i think this this whole thing just encourages the whole see something say something snitch on your neighbor mentality the slave on slave violence needs to stop and people need to stop turning to the government to turn in their neighbors if you have some spat with your neighbor and something goes wrong don't go calling in some vague threat or some vague uh, uh, cryptic warning. Well, they might have something. I saw them downloading something mm. the other day. You know, this could be used as a, le- a tool of leverage and and uh, and, and vendetta. Because and of- once they you use it, 
somebody's going to use it against, against you. you. They're, yeah. they're, they're more likely to use it against you. You're breaking the law. Whoever you are, with you, with you're in the sound of my voice. You're breaking the law. You know what I'd love to do? Just, I mean, it's it, it's never going to be possible, but it sure would be fun, wouldn't it, to go and audit the whole police department just just to be able to in, a, in a, just to take a snapshot of every police officer's personal home computer and just find out how many of these guys are actually you know a downloading video games or music or or movies have some illegal porn or have some possible uh, questionable porn i think even worse than that the fbi because the gambling they, online the FBI, they're the ones who capture these computers and bring them to their base and analyze them and, you know, and break them down and get all this data. And then, and of course, they have to archive the data for right. evidentiary pur- purposes. And you know what? I, there are countless stories I've heard of people in the FBI computer offices and other institutions, not just the FBI, but those type of institutions where they are the ones that were found and brought up on charges of child uh, porn having that on their home computer. Well, because they have access to all kinds exactly. of... Exactly. <laughs> Like archives and archives, they get paid money to go through all of this so so uh, so called taboo and banned content, and then all of a sudden, here's some good stuff, (laughs) and all of a sudden they're the ones that are are guilty of having it. It's just like, well, of course, you're 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 taking something that you're saying people shouldn't have. You're giving a small class of people the ability to possess and use it without any punishments. The the people in the FBI. I'm just researching. It's only uh, yeah. We're just drawing up a report. Right. That's what we're doing. And then you know, of course, it's gonna they're gonna take it home because like, they're they feel immune. They have the authority. No one's gonna come down on me. I am the government. I am the law. I am the right. Law. We just talked about this last night, actually, with the sheriff who has been arrested for selling methamphetamine and is now going to the very same jail that bears his name. Wow, yeah. that is so sweet. Now, now and then, now and then, they're you know they'll get one of them, right? They'll they'll hold one of them up. They'll uh, they'll sacrifice one of their own to get you to think that oh, see, the system still works. Look at that. They really showed that sheriff what's for. Uh, even though at the same time there's probably another you know twenty plus sheriffs that are doing the same thing in the same region uh, who are completely untouchable. Yeah, well, he wasn't giving everybody the payoffs um, or something. I actually saw and had an article that um, it was that it was basically it was from the ClayCord.com about uh, Concord, California, where a police lieutenant was issued a citation for his role in a traffic collision. So there's a victim here. Um, and a captain um, basically dismissed the ticket in the interest of justice. Uh, he acknowledged uh, <laughs> the media's request for a comment, but did not actually answer the question. So, I mean, in the interest of justice, the ticket uh, for the lieutenant who was at fault here, um, but given by one of his cops, will has been dismissed. Been now, I'm just wondering if, if there's going to be any bad results for that officer. You know, in this circumstance, if uh, and if there's any washdown, is it going to be the lieutenant that gets in trouble, or is it going to be the officer? None of the above. Well, you think? Oh, well, come on, it, it, this officer just broke ranks, uh, right. you know, in some way and broke protocol. Oh, I see. Yeah. He mean, did not keep even with the, the party line, the yeah. thin blue line. He, he yeah. gave a ticket to his lieutenant. I mean, it would have been one thing if he would have written it up. Or something, and you know, then walked into the captain and said, "Hey, I had to do this. There was somebody standing next to me. I didn't know what else." I to get do. what you're saying, but yeah. um, I mean, if this officer wrote this ticket, you know, sort of justifiably, oh my God! I mean, they might as well He's look for a for job it. in a different different city. Yeah, 
They'll probably blackball him. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is... No, it's no problem for a cop to keep getting a job as a cop when he's abusing people. Like, there are all kinds of examples of the police... Happens all the, the time. ...that yeah. have, like, you know, 10 years of just getting kicked out of police department after police department for PR reasons. They just had to get rid of the guy, but he can still find another job at another police department. But that guy... Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's going to give us tickets. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He's dangerous. Get him out of here. <laughs> All right. And that'll do it for tonight. But we're back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, Jack. Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards, including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley?